Here we go. Bam. We're live. Now we're live. <laughs> Welcome back. It happens. Another great episode tonight. We have a lot of fun. Skip Clark, mm -hmm. Deb Fear, president and founder of the official country music fan club. And tonight we have a guest. You may have seen him if you've been out and about in the area. Uh, he's here quite often. And uh, I want you all to say hi to our friend Nick Hickman. Nick, what's up? Hey, what? Nick. <laughs> so happy to have you with us tonight. Now, I was really excited. I, I didn't get to see you last time you were here just a few weeks ago in the Northeast, uh, but I, I'm hearing nothing but great things about what you do, your show, et cetera, et cetera. It's awesome. So, mm -hmm. hey, so we ate it. We played. We ate somewhere that was really good. Rise and Shine. All the Rise and Shine Diner. Oh, my God. Yeah. We yeah. went somewhere that had hot dogs. Hides. 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 Yum. Hides in Liverpool. Yeah. That was They've been around forever. They've been... I. I'm not going to say my age, but they've been around longer than I've been around. So, <laughs> so that's pretty old. So 25 years, 26 years? Maybe? Yeah, maybe. And yeah. Not even that. Maybe mm -hmm. 20, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you you caught my. I no, I was. I'm impressed. You're, I'm impressed. You're going to say no, uh, the Rise and Shine Diner, we just saw you at a couple weeks ago, and I had never been there. I didn't even know the place existed. And they have this beautiful little courtyard out there that somebody can come and play, and they have tables set up. Their menu, though, I don't know. Whoever created that menu, they're probably, like, stick thin because I could never eat all the stuff they put on that menu with, like, piles of 10 pancakes and the ice cream floats with the cake, and I—you'd have to really go on and look at that you menu. Do that? Oh my god, I couldn't eat any of that stuff. What are you talking about? Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Well, you know, I, the question that I ask everybody when we mm -hmm. kick it off is, um, "Where are you?" and describe your surroundings, Nick Hickman. Well, I'm in my studio. I yeah. love your studio, by the way. I am like an envy of this. Yeah, this is my baby. Brand new, right? It is brand new. That's the booth. Oh, dude. And this is my, these are my babies. You ready for this? Yeah. Uh, you got them all wow. now. Oh, wow. Oh God. There's more. I keep some, and this is just the entertainment area. The fridge. Holy and then over here is where I keep. So I've got one out right now. This is where I keep a couple more guitars. I got a, a bass yeah. out right now getting restrung, but. Dude. Uh, dude. Up my, I got a P bass. That's just a jazz bass, but. Wow. Did you design that whole layout? I did, yeah, yeah. Well, we hired somebody to hang the panels, so we wanted the whole room to be, like, soundproof. So Jeff and I tried to do it a little bit ourselves, but we weren't getting it what we thought. So we had a buddy come in and, and really dial it in to where everything sounds, in every point of the room, it sounds the exact same. So yeah, That's amazing. Got to have that if you're a musician. Maybe not so much as a voiceover artist or a radio guy uh, like I am, but uh, or even in the podcast studio, but doing what Nick does or any artist right there, that's awesome. And how much time do you spend in there? A lot. I mean, we're we're creating we haven't we've got a new record about to come out, but we're working on a new record right now in here. We just finished two songs last night. Mm -hmm. um, so it's important that we're doing this to get everything because it's brand new. So we're trying to get everything dialed in. Um so we can start bringing people in and, and record. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing we didn't want to do, you know, you see a lot of people with, Oh, I got a home studio or I got a bedroom studio. No, no, no. We got, we got the stress. We got, Rupert <laughs> Nee. We got need processors everywhere. We've got, I mean, we've got state of the art high end. We got a, 
a U87 Neumann mic. And oh, my God. You know what that's worth? Well, you know what it's worth. I know what those cost because I looked into them. So it's well, here's the thing. I, I love it, and it's great, but my T, I got a TM-103. Yeah. I think it's more crystal clear on the vocals than the U87. But really? I love it. And I got a couple of SM7s, but we've got a couple of 184s that we're running through, a couple of 1073s. <laughs> you oh lost Ed, by the way, Nick. Uh, you lost me, yeah. but it sounds very, very, very professional. And this is all just recording equipment, right? None of this goes on the road with you? None of it, you know. So we've got, I've got a storage unit mm -hmm. uh, a couple miles down the road that's got all of our lights and sound and our self-contained units and stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow. Are those all big TVs on the walls? No, just one. Those are panels. Uh, oh, those were the panels. Okay. They look like TVs from my angle. Okay. Yeah, so just one four TV and we got that. Uh, so my fiance won't let me have the PlayStation downstairs because she says it looks tacky. So uh, this is the monitor and also the PlayStation. Look at you. <laughs> Do you ever go in your house? You're probably just always there. I am because look, I'll show you why. I've got a fridge right there. Oh, put out cool of beer with, uh, yeah. whiskey, and then I got another TV right there. Oh, dude, you're set. That you that's where else. the games go on. Exactly. Exactly. Well, at least you have a great place to go when you're in the doghouse. That's for sure. I'm well, not in the doghouse very often. I'm I'm pretty quick to say I'm sorry and just let her do her. You're a good uh, man. She's, like she's very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. She's actually very very pretty. I haven't met her yet, but I've definitely seen a lot of pictures. Yeah, she's she's gorgeous. Good for you. <laughs> When's the wedding? Don't tell her what. <laughs> <laughs> She'll tell me I'll be there, I reckon. Okay. Well, there you go. Probably. Let's talk about you and your music and, and all yeah. that. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, you've been here a few times and, well, quite a few times. You put on a great mm -hmm. show and all that. But uh, let's have a little history about Nick Hickman. When did you start playing music and how did you get to where you are today? Ah, uh, well, like the I know Okay, okay. Well, I'll sum it up quick. I started <laughs> about 10, 12 years ago. I just kind of wound up being doing worship music and Christian music. Uh, one of those things where we were in a group and we were just meeting Thursdays for a small group and we were just trying to play some music. I was playing guitar and they're like, hey, just play for us. Let's do some worship songs. And then that led to, okay, why don't you leave worship on Sundays? And so mm -hmm. that kind of got me into like the, the job aspect of music. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually a bunch of stuff happened and uh, moved back home and now I came here. I've been doing country music for about, I'd say, three or four years. That's cool. What, so where's home? Or were you just going to ask that? I was just going to ask that. We think we, so much alike. We do. We really do. <laughs> well, that's a tough thing to say. I would have to determine, because here's why. I spent the first 13 years of my life in Rome, Georgia. Then I spent okay. the next probably 13, 14 years of my life before I moved to Nashville in Oakdale, Harriman. Tennessee area, so uh, I lived in Oakdale and, and went to Harriman. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to say. I guess that's home because my family still lives in Oakdale. Mm -hmm. There you go. And that's what we're calling the new record. It's called Oakdale. So I guess let's oh, just go Oakdale. I love it. I love bringing it all home. Mm -hmm. If you're going to name the new record that, that's cool. Bring it all home. Mm -hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Tell us about songwriting a little bit, man. You know, I, I don't know that I ever really appreciated songwriting um, as much as I do right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So the last record we just put out and the new record we're about to put out, 
I've 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 gotten past the I want to cut other people's songs to the point where I want to write what's real to me. Mm-hmm. I want to write about things that have happened and and so this mm-hmm. whole new record, the we're about to release a record with six songs on it. Every four of the songs were written by me and Jeff, the guitarist. The other two were written by just me. So we didn't bring in a bunch of people. We didn't do a whole lot of stuff. We wanted to, and that's not to say other people can't write. That's just me saying we wanted to challenge ourselves, mm-hmm. to, um, write the best we could, and just see what happens. Be real and vulnerable. And man, <laughs> this music is phenomenal. I bet it, it's good. It's on fire. See, we have had people say, and and I think you have a great blend. We have had some artists say they love writing by themselves, and then we have artists say that they really don't like being by themselves because they're not getting in touch with other people's emotions and getting feedback and all that. So they'll they'll write with several other people and you have that you're blending. You have some songs by yourself and then you are with you have a co-writer so you are getting some of other people's viewpoints and feedback and recommendations and all that. So you have the best of both worlds. You don't have to write with five people. <laughs> exactly. And so I, now I won't write with more than three. I don't no. like writing with more than two, honestly, but I'll do three every now and again. And it changes as you get stifled creatively. Sometimes you need to bring in a different mindset or, or a different mm-hmm. melody person that, that is good at a, a certain melody and a certain tag. Or mm-hmm. maybe you need to bring in somebody that's got good rhythm, you know, maybe can play you a cool lick and you can write on top. I mean, there's so many different ways to write. And as creativity gets stifled, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you go that route or, or this route, but this record, we wanted to make sure that, you know, it was us, just us, period. We did it all. Come easy to you? Yeah, it did. This record came easy? More easy than any other stuff, yeah. So. That's good. And why do you say it came easy? Just because everything just clicked? Everything was just like perfect? Experiences. It did, it did man. It, once we started writing, it just... Everything was like a situation like this had happened to Jeff or this had happened to me. Or, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, just So it's, it's easier to write when you're writing about, you know, yeah, now I'm into that because this, this happened and I still have these memories and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the burn. So I don't know. It's just a lot easier. Wait, one of the things I love about listening to an artist when they write a song is you could have the same experience as Skip did in some manner but have two totally different viewpoints and your writing perspective is going to be totally different than what his might be. So I just think that's amazing that people can do that and not say the same things over and over and over and over again. The same thing, but not the same thing. Right. Absolutely. That's that's the cool thing, you know, about music in general. It's universal. Mm -hmm. It speaks different languages. It, It hits ears different, parts different. Like it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. How has um, all this quarantine stuff uh, been to you? Has it helped you, or has it put a damper on what you're doing? How uh, you know how how has it been? God, I, I, these are great questions. We literally just my fiance and I were just looking at venues all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh, I know the date's going to come up before the end of this podcast. Wait a minute, you got a venue? No, we don't. We've been looking at venues. Okay. We All right. At, okay. We looked at nine so far. I love them, but it's just her thing. It's her dream day. I'm just the one for the ride. I mean, I'm just the guy. You are uh, so just, laid back. I love it. I know. It just, I, you know, you know, it is what it is. But oh, let's talk about the quarantine. So we were talking about that. 
And I think quarantine has made me do things that I needed to do that I wouldn't take a step back from pre-COVID. Because for me, pre-COVID, all I wanted to do was get on the road, get in front of as many people as we can. Let's play a show. Let's make our show better. Let's get new music done. But quarantine has made me, A, build a studio. Bam. I've, I've had the dream of doing it. Uh, you know, I've had the, uh, you know, the resources, the, the things that I needed to do it. I had, you know, from playing all these shows, you know, people are like, it's not people. Are, I, how are you have this? Well, dude, I played 200 shows. I busted my rear end so I could have mm-hmm. either money to reinvest into my career or money to all of it's to reinvest. But which mm-hmm. way uh, do I allocate it here? Do I put it over yonder? Where, where do I put it? So quarantine made, made me, made Nick, hey, slow down. Stop. You're not going to play for a few months. Now really assess how you want to attack things. So I've been able to meet with Randy, my manager, a little bit more. Uh, we've put together we've put together some like incredible things that we think are going to really, really work for us, you know, because I've never been a guy that's like, okay, I want a pub deal or I want a record deal or I want this. I do want, I do want a record deal, but we've never attacked anybody. I've never approached right. around three years. Never approached a label. I've never reached out to anyone. I've never contacted a pub company. Why? Because I wasn't ready. I wanted to make sure that by the time we got in front of these people, by the time we were ready to go, that this product was ready. Like there wasn't any artist development that needed to happen. The image was there. The songs were there. The, the, the voice was there. Mm-hmm. I wanted everything to fire on all cylinders. Well, quarantine gave me a chance to take a step back and reassess everything the whole situation where are we at where are we going what do we need because we're we were this close mm-hmm. to, to being you know you know we there's been some clutter and murmur but that yeah, yeah yeah so it just gave us a ch- chance to take a step back and just really put into focus okay let's let's put our focus here here and here and attack these three things now while we're not playing because that's the thing when i'm out on the road i'm i leave thursday i get back monday and the three days I'm home, I'm doing laundry. I'm running errands. Right. I'm doing things that I, I just don't have the time to do. Like a meeting, I'll, I'll write. I just don't have a lot of time. So not being on the road, I've got nothing but time. Which is a good thing. That's, um, I think, my favorite quarantine story, believe it or not. A complete mm-hmm. reassessment of mm-hmm. where you are, what you're doing, what your goals are, what, where your business is going. Um I just, uh, it made you slow down, made you take a second look at where your life is at that point. I just, but it, it was just presented. It was just, you know, just even building the studio. Like you said, that's a dream you've had. And if, if uh, pre-COVID, if you kept on the path you were going, you might not have done that studio for another five years. <laughs> if that. Right? Yeah. So. I mean, it's always, story. It's mm-hmm. always been gung ho. Go, go, go. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know what the end deal is. You know, I know where we're going to be. But sometimes you get so tunnel vision that you don't think, okay, there are some other things that could could mm-hmm. happen or, or you could do to mm-hmm. help the process. Nothing about having a studio hurts me getting, me being where mm-hmm. I want to be in two years. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mark my words. But this doesn't hurt to invest in a studio. It'll help me in the future. I can record on my own this studio has all the same gear, all the same everything that any studio in Nashville has. And, uh, you know, I know exactly what you're saying. I've got all the stuff that you're going to find in a radio station. So, it, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's going to be a great return on investment. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, well, you've got the best, one of the best mics you can have for doing what you do. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I love right that. There, baby. Yep. I get mm-hmm. these and two of the South Aston. So, I mean, oh, it yeah. all works out. And, um, you know, I use my, with the VO stuff, I got a, a sen- nice Sennheiser. Um, is it 914? I don't know. I paid about a thousand bucks for it. But, anyways, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. I know. Well, I mean, look what you were talking mm-hmm. about before. Well, you, you, I will say this. If there's one thing I've learned, you always hear it from your parents. You get what you pay for. Exactly. It's true. It's, it's true. So true. So true. If, if it's expensive, it's expensive for a reason. True. Mm-hmm. Very true. Take the extra money and quit being a cheapskate. Well. And it'll last, which is nice. And it you might will. as well get it while it'll last. So now about your studio, you mentioned before we, we uh, went live how you have the option of bringing in other artists who may want to record. And you've actually set up a room for them where they could stay, which I think is a great idea. Okay, but I set up a room for them to stay. My fiance does not <laughs> a guest room because we've got a couple of, of spare bedrooms in the house. So mm-hmm. she designed one, put made it really nice, you know, nightstands and a, in a bed and artwork and paintings and dressers and TV. And it's, got its, own bathroom, so it's nice that if people want to come in that aren't in Nashville, mm-hmm. you know, maybe my hometown or, or right. Something. Hey man, I got a place for you to crash because Nashville's expensive. You know? oh, yeah, yeah, we know that. <laughs> so maybe we'll uh, yeah. we'll have to Airbnb at your place sometime. You can stay for free. My my <laughs> the host. She'll uh, host. How better. far are you from downtown? Uh, twelve to fifteen minutes. To oh, that's traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> traffic's a big deal now in Nashville. So oh, it's the never thing. used to be, but now it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Miserable. Yeah, but, it, you know, it's still a great city, nonetheless. Uh, always a lot of fun, a lot of great artists, all the different genres. Just It's fun to see everybody in their own world doing their own thing. And uh, I just, I, I love the city. So Obviously. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't live anywhere else. I mean, I'll own property mm-hmm. other places eventually, but uh, this will be my home for the rest of my life. Mm. Now, you frequently played at Old Red, Old Red. So are they open now or not? They're open now. Yeah. Are you playing there or not? Yeah. Yeah, oh, good. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, I'll be down in November, so I'll check to check your schedule. I pretty, I feel, honestly feel like I'm just an employee of theirs, more so than a <laughs> You are there a lot. Well, it's nothing wrong with having a steady gig. No, that's great. They've, they've been so amazing to me. You don't understand how great I've played up and down Broadway. Mm-hmm. For the last three years, mm-hmm. you don't understand how good they are to people. If you're just kind to of them and you do your job well, they're so nice. They're accommodating. They're 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 friendly. They're well trained. Oh, good. Like it's just I, I've been in a lot of bars and you don't always see that. And so right. sometimes you just click and they're like literally like family to me. So. Mm-hmm. Well, we knew Beth Ann would pop on here. Beth is Beth is watching. Have to give her a shout out. So. Oh, yeah. and, and of course, Cindy's there and uh, Roberta as well. Some of your fans from the area. So they're all watching this uh, tonight. But uh, Cindy's, Cindy's such a sweetheart, man. So cool. So yeah. cool. I got to get out and meet all your fans. I mean, I, I do have to go to a show here once. So next time you're up and we're not mm-hmm. on quarantine or I can get out of the house. Mm-hmm. You got I'll it. Be there. I'll be there. <laughs> you got it. And I'll be we're, back. we'll be back up soon. We're oh, gonna do some stuff. We'll we'll know more about New Year's soon. So yeah, 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 we'll yeah. yeah. So I mean, the rumor is you're going to be in the area on New Year's. Uh, you are mm-hmm. talking about playing at the casino. I mean, it's still a little bit of time be- between now and then, but uh, just everybody keep an eye on probably your 
your website, your Facebook, and just keep an eye on that, you know, what's going on with Turning Stone with the, the Tin Rooster and all that. So, oh, well, and that's the problem nowadays. Like, I can't, people are so mad. They're like, well, your website doesn't say you're playing. And I played. I'm like, here's the problem. Nowadays, venues will not confirm with you outside of a week or two in advance. It could change. Mm-hmm. You could be set back. Like a venue, I've, we've had venues book us. And then a week before, be like, hey, by the way, we've just dropped back to phase three. We can only have 25%. have to cancel the show. I know. And you can't you yep. can't say anything, do anything. It's just out of everybody's control. It's out of your control. And it's frustrating. A lot of people don't understand. Nick, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right on that. It's just like they think, uh, you know, oh, we're good to go. But no, mm-hmm. you're right. The, the venues will a week out just because whatever's going on, they may have to make a change. So. What, phase, what phase are we in? Are we like a, a phase number in New York? You know, I've lost track. Because <laughs> I hear about all these other states that could do things. And yeah, yeah, we're not know. allowed. We're trapped in our own state. We're not allowed to go anywhere. You're right. We are. I mean, if we do go somewhere, you have to, you know what? There's 35, 36 states on this New York travel advisory list. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Virginia just came off, so I could probably go see my daughter. But uh, North Carolina, I know, is on there. And uh, just if we go there and, you know, that's why I had to be home, work from home for 14 days. Because mm-hmm. just because, even though I tested negative, the, immediately when I got back, I went out and got tested. Uh, and I knew there wouldn't be a problem, but I did it for everybody's just mm-hmm. sake of doing it. And it was all negative. My family was negative. We're all good. But still, I had to quarantine for 14 days, regardless. So well, I'll okay. tell, tell you a true story that's kind of cool to your area. Mm-hmm. I swear I'd never get a COVID test. I swear if I ever got it, I'd just stay at home for a couple of weeks and quarantine myself. Mm-hmm. But I had to get one in Syracuse. You <laughs> did? Yeah, while well, I was up there, I got one. Well, oh. my fiance and I went to Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. Oh, we yeah. Had yeah. For a year. We booked it last year. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. COVID forced it back to two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So they messaged me or messaged us while I'm in New York saying, we need a test from you guys, a COVID test showing negative within five days of you leaving. And I'm like, oh, dear. Dominican Republic requested that? Yeah. Well, my our, uh, our uh, all-inclusive resort. Yeah, that's what I mean. Wow, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. There's all the, they all have their own rules, but I guess I didn't know after you left that they would ask you to do that. You talk about, like, safety. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get there, they're spraying your shoes and wiping them down. They're putting stuff in your hands or like no. dousing wow. you and stuff. They don't play. Good. Mm-hmm. How about the flights from here to there? I mean, or from where you are to there? I mean, did you have to wear the mask the whole time and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of figured. Yeah, we always. Had I think it. there's no fans or butts about that unless you're under the age of two, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we had to wear masks there and back, but. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It is. What can I do about it? I can't change. <laughs> I'm complaining. <laughs> so I just put the darn thing on and go. Yeah. Hey. Oh my God. Well, I don't know. That's a long plane ride to be with a mask, but I suppose we don't have a choice. We just Ew. fall asleep and suck it up. Oh, yeah, you're sucking it up. You can suck it up. When yeah. you're crammed in like this, and you're sit, those seats are straight up, so you're. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, and that's uh, that's not a forty-five minute flight. So no, it's a three and a half hour. Exactly, exactly. With the mask on, with the mask, and, and sitting like this. So, <laughs> don't put the table tray down and hit you in the gut. At least I, it does me. So, 
<laughs> Anyways. I'm getting there. Quarantine's getting me. Hey, let's talk about the guys that play with you a little bit. Uh, when, you, when you're when you out on the road and you got the full band, I mean, is it always the same, same bunch of guys or you guys like family or how's all this working? It is. So, well, I guess I'm kind of different. Than most. So I salary all my guys. Okay. Uh, so it's always usually the same guys. I've had the same drummer for about a year. And cool. My guitar player, Jeff, who's the band lead, has been – my best friend for years and he's been with me for two years Nice. and then our tour manager jeremy's been my best friend for 20 years so it's like family we've kind of we've kind of been up and down with bass players that seems to be the hardest position to fill you know why is that i don't know bass player. i don't know something to do with the bass or not well there's a lot of pressure because a lot of guitarists sing Okay. But I'll never replace Jeff and he can't sing, so I gotta have harmony from somewhere else. <laughs> uh, okay, well that makes sense then. And it's so it kind of forces that we need either the drummer or the bass player to, to do the harmony. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm not I'm not gonna track it. We play we play with some tracks and loops and stuff, but I'm not doing not that. The same. It's, it's not, not the same. No. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. Um when you guys play together, uh do you do mostly originals? You're doing a lot of covers or what do you do? That's gonna probably vary with yeah with what people want um, or what they request. Because the thing is, when you write a check, I'm a business. You know, if you if you write a check to my business to do a service, mm -hmm. I got that's the service we're gonna we're gonna do. So mm -hmm. if you pay me and you want this, that's what you got. That's, that's what, what it's get. just it's just temporary, right? Like we know where we're going. We're not a cover band. We don't right. we don't travel around like oh my god, let's go play top forty. No, right, right. We are. We are going somewhere. We have a path. We just wanted to get this ball rolling and, and salary guys and have this functioning like a full, mm -hmm. you know, like like a label artist would, you know, yeah. well, just for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah. You know, I, t nowadays I really don't see too much of a difference between a label artist and another artist. Everybody's out there trying to do the same thing. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, it's, it's something on paper at this point. Um, maybe they're getting paid a little more. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But you guys are all out there doing your thing, and you're all artists. You're all, you know, we think of Nashville, Nashville recording artists. Um, you know, you are a recording artist. You are, you're not just a cover band. You're not somebody that's just, you know, throwing a guitar on and going out and doing a gig. Um, you're right. not a You got a band, man. You're rocking. <laughs> rocking you ain't lying. And that's the thing. I'll tell you the big difference between label artists and people like me. Yeah, you know, you know, we've done some things and we've been blessed in a lot of ways. But at the end of the day, all those self-contained units that we have with our ears in it and our, our wireless mics and our drawers with our cables, they don't carry themselves into the venue. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so they have people to do it for them. It might be the difference. I don't. I'm doing right. my own work. I'm setting up. So we ha we have tra we travel around with our own like huge full like something you'd see from a major level artist lighting show and sound yeah. system yeah. that we'll travel around with. I'm, I'm the one, we're the ones up there setting that thing up and cranking it up and dialing mm -hmm. in the lights and making sure Ableton's going. We don't have people I, doing that. You know, I think I, that's cool though. Yeah. And we're it's driving, a driver. So <laughs> that's the big difference. Mm -hmm. I'd much rather carry my own equipment in. Unless it's a heavy, somebody else carry the heavy shit. But I would much rather carry my own stuff. 
like you know my my ear my inner ears or whatever in ears or whatever your expensive microphone yeah my expensive microphone my guitar i think it just that you know maybe my pedals um i'll take like i'll take care of all that because i know where i want it how i want mm -hmm. it so on and so forth so i can i mean you're kind of the same i kind of feel the same like I, yeah. our, our guitar player jokes he's like you're gonna be luke Bryan size playing arenas and you're going to be walking around while people are setting up going, no, 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 that needs to be perfect because I'm OCD. Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 that needs to be perfectly lined right there. Hold on, let me get on that ladder. That light's wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you'd much, just do it. Just do it. But you know what? I think, you know what? That's how Vince Gill is, though. He walks right out on the stage like mm -hmm. he's just, he's he is just as human as the rest of us. People will shout. He waves to everyone, but he's out there fixing his equipment, fixing his, I've seen him do it a hundred times. He's on he's right in there and then he'll go up the stage and then he comes back and he's now the Ben skill who's performing. So there's something to be said about, he wants things set up a certain way. You like things done a certain way. And I don't think you should be an artist. Shouldn't be feeling like they shouldn't be allowed to go out on the stage just because, you know, check things just because they're the one putting on the show. That's my two cents. <laughs> I agree. And Garth does it. But the thing is, I haven't always been blessed with all the stuff that I have. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's like, I don't have investors. All this stuff you see in this studio, our setup. You work for it. All this money that's been mm -hmm. dumped in has been done by me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I sold insurance and, and got money that way. And we've had to play a crap ton of gigs to get where we are. But I haven't had anybody invest, so it's me. And I, I want to make sure that it's okay. If I'm going to invest in it, I want it to be done a certain way. That's that's phenomenal. It's, a it's, great. Not, it's not me being a butt. I love people. Mm -hmm. I love everybody. It's mm -hmm. just let me set this up. Just, just appease me. You can run. You are a business. You are a business. <laughs> you were an insurance man. I was. I was an agent. Yep. I sold insurance for years. <laughs> what wow. kind? Residential, life insurance. Yeah, PNC, property casualty. Property oh, casualty. Okay. What other what other other jobs have you had in the past? I was. I delivered sandwiches for Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Mm -hmm. Fast and freaky, freaky fast, or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Did you have to ride a bike to deliver yeah. the sandwiches? No, so that's only downtown. I, I delivered. Oh. I had a little element that I toured around. <laughs> that was my beat up car before I got my truck and the van and stuff. But I've ordered uh, Jimmy John's from the radio station, and, and you know, within so many minutes, some guys pedaling up on a bike. <laughs> Clark, at your meal, you know. My tuna. <laughs> but um, well, it was great. I would do that at night, and then sell insurance. And I was just trying to get a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I get how it. much it is to send a song to radio. Oh yeah, so I had to save up ten, twenty, thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars. So I was just working every job I could, playing every <laughs> oh show I could, God. just taking that money and sticking yeah. it in the bank. And then I sold my book and did a bunch of things and got all this money. I'm like, okay, do I go buy a casino <laughs> <laughs> or do I invest? In Let's see. <laughs> That's and a tough. That's what I tell my fiance. She's like, why do you need a bunch of expensive guitars? They don't lose value. It's not like I'm, right. I'm very business minded. If I buy something, I think to myself, okay, is it practical? Am mm -hmm. I going to use it? Is it going to further me and make me enhance me? And mm -hmm. does it have a resale value? Mm -hmm. Am I going to lose a ton of money off buying this specific guitar, this specific mic? Mm -hmm. And if all of those answers add up to a positive thing, then, then I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. But not all guitars sound the same, though. They don't. All of them have a different purpose, you know. Like, yeah. 
my Whitfield doesn't sound the same as a couple of my custom guitars or my Midtown or the Les Paul. The, you know, they're just they're different. They, Is there a, a guitar that you prefer? Acoustic or electric? Uh, acoustic. Yeah, I got a J2. I got, well. Like a Taylor J2. or a Martin or? No, I'm Gibson. So I've got. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take you guys on a tour. So I've got on the tour, Deb. Hold on. Oh, I love it. I learned so much. This is this is the main one. Oh, I love that. So this is my J two hundred. So nice. I love this one, but I've got. I never show anybody my stuff, so you guys are privy. I got this J one hundred uh gibson it's it's a little older it's a 91 it sounds great that's cool this is probably my second favorite um it's my my coming bird hummingbird custom nice uh wow do you design those it's a hickman bird a hickman bird (laughs) yeah those are beautiful the artwork is beautiful this is a nighthawk and this is a les paul custom 57 reissue and this is a uh, e335 and another hummingbird do have a Martin. I got a Telly. How many of those do you bring with you? A Whitfield. Usually, I'll do two electric, two acoustic, and oh. I swap them in and out. Okay. So, these I got to brag on. So, you were asking me, do I design these? No. So, this right here is a custom. My favorite guitar in the world is a Hummingbird. Uh-huh. All right. This is a custom Hummingbird. Nice. Uh, Nighthawk oh, Telly. So, Brian over at Alcorn Guitars. Uh-huh. Uh-huh designs the most amazing custom guitars. So he hooks me and Jeff up our, our lead guitars. We're endorsed through them. So he built this one. Look how beautiful this is. Oh my God. Wow. So I had no idea. The network and the beauty. Yeah. He just, he's so detail oriented. And then wow. we just got this one. So all the new music you're going to hear mm-hmm. came off of this one that we recorded with last night. Uh, this is the newest custom he made for me, but, Oh my goodness! Oh, dude, that is awesome. So, wow. we just we just recorded uh, two new songs last night with this. So uh-huh. that just amazes me that all of these guitars can sound so different and put out such a unique, mm-hmm. a unique right? sound. Actually, it just right? I would, huh. and then you have to sit there and learn. Well. Over time, of course, you learn which one. Like, how do you know that you're going to go seek out a guitar and the kind of, like, you now have 10, 20 guitars sitting there. So now you might want to go buy another guitar. Like, how do you know what to get? I mean, it's not like we're buying shoes here. (laughs) It's like, this is. I don't need another one now. I've got 18 and they all will (laughs) handle what I need. So some guitars are singer coil. Some have different pickups. Some have different, you know, it's just how it's set up, how they react, how the pickups go. It's all about the amps too. Like I have a Bad Cat, a Dr. Z, a Buddha, a Fender Blues Deluxe, an Orange, and then I've got an AC-15. So I've got a bunch of different amps. So and wow. a bunch of, I probably got 30, 40 pedals. So it's all about the relationship between all of them. Like mm-hmm. um, the different pedals are going to give you different sounds, different amps are going to give you, you know, do you want a, a thicker tone? Do you want a more of a nickelback growl or do you want more mm-hmm. picking um, do you want a strat do you want a telly like so it, it kind of varies but it's just kind of knowing most guitarists that are worth their salt know whether or not okay well this song i hear it's probably gonna call for a strat 
I'll run it through a, a blues deluxe mm-hmm. or wow. I'll run this Les Paul through a bad cat and make it growl right. and it'll sound like a, a rock record. So mm-hmm. all of them have different, different things. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have uh, like with your guitar amps, are they all uh, pretty much digital or are you using, uh, I know we're getting a little technical here, but uh, like the tube amp, you can't beat the sound of a good amp with the tubes in it. That's all mine, all of mine are tubes. None of them are digital. So, Oh my God. Dr. Z's tube, Buddha's tube, Fender's tube, Orange's tube, and then the AC 15, all of them are tubes. Dude, when I come to town, you're going to give me a tour of that studio. (laughs) Come over. You can come over anytime you want. That that is the coolest thing. That is the coolest thing. And being, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm proud to, I will admit I'm a geek. I'm a radio guy. I love doing what I do is, you know, I've got some of the good stuff here. And uh, I know where you're coming from. We can relate on that. That's, I know. That's what I love. <laughs> yes. Let me, yes, we are. Let me, yeah. what do you, just uh, just a ballpark figure on one of those guitars. Which one? Those aren't your two, three hundred, four hundred dollar guitars. I know that. I don't know. What to, just tell me one. Pick. The, the, man. How about the, the, the one you showed us last? The one that you recorded a couple of songs or you for a couple of tunes last night. Uh, those aren't those aren't terrible. They're they're gonna run you if you buy them from him about three to four thousand ish. So it's not not terrible. Now that you know that's that's just those. But like my Gibson, my baby, yeah, that's gonna run you about. I got a pretty good deal on it, but it's gonna run you about six thousand dollars. Um, wow. Yeah, so I never knew guitars. I knew they were up there, but I didn't know that they could, you know, be up there. Down payment that makes any sense. So, yeah, but again, they they get you, and that's the thing. Like you know, I I didn't buy these in the last six months. Like I've been right over three or four year period. Oh, I, and yeah. I understand that, but the value alone is you know just yeah. tremendous. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a lot. They're your baby. That's what, that's what I've always told her. I was like, hey, they don't lose value. Right. right, you know, like I can sell most of these for what I paid for them. So, yeah, well, but- they're in mint condition. You take care of your your stuff too, so that's always you know. There's people out there that might buy something and then they store it in a corner and it's filled with dust and it's dented or it's scratched. Those mm-hmm. are amazing. Most of them get played, and with Brian from Alcorn, mm-hmm. dude, he's been a lifesaver for us. But cool, we've had a lot of endorsements, you know, and I've got a lot of things that people have done for me, but. Mm-hmm. alone like these three guitars he's given me are just incredible they're the best sounding guitars and he's he's custom made them for us and he sets up it's not just those i'm getting to the better point he takes care of all of our other guitars like my gibson pickup messed up he fixed it Take, um, yeah that's cool helped, that's cool man he helped get the nick kickman along the necks of all of them so like he's yeah i love that he's he's been incredible to us man and, and it's good to have that relationship and the, yeah. uh, you know, getting the endorsement. I mean, you can't beat that. They're hoping that other artists are going to see what you're using and, and hear how good it sounds. So obviously they would go and say, you know, where'd you get that guitar? Or what is that guitar? And then, bam, you know, he's made a sale. So that's cool, man. That's cool. It is, man. It's, yeah. We're blessed. We're blessed. Tell us about um, the website, your website. If somebody wanted to look you up uh, and find out more about you. I know we have a lot of people from this area that already know a lot about you. Uh, you've been here quite a few times and hopefully a whole lot more. Um, and I know you will be. Yes. The Like your website is what? The Nick Hickman. I love it. Yeah. The Don't Nick Hickman. Yeah. The, the. Well, 
It's not me being pretentious. There was a kid when I first started about five, six, seven years ago that had the Nick that had Nick Hickman on like Instagram and Facebook. And I wanted when I first started everything to be the same. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to be Nick Hickman on a couple things and then something else on the other. So I reached out to him. I offered him some money. He wouldn't take it. And all he had posted was like some freaking snowboard picture. I'm like, bro, what are you? Bro, what, what's going on? <laughs> he wouldn't take the money. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll be the Nick Hickman. So, and you will be the Nick Hickman. There just will be no question about it. So Indeed. it's worked actually worked out better, I think. Well, it worked out that my parents named me a redneck name. <laughs> <laughs> I also named like Hickman, Nick Hickman. Nick Hickman. Like it just. <laughs> Is Nick your, your first full name? Oh, it's Nicholas, but yeah. Oh, so where's the Sean come in? That's my middle name. Oh, okay. He only gets called Sean when his fiance is either pissed at him or mom or dad or somebody's yelling. Mm -hmm. Nicholas Sean Hickman, yeah. Nicholas Sean Hickman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the problem is the reason that the reason that all came about is I just people weren't doing the music thing, so right. I was mm -hmm. like, stop trying to I hear you. Add me as a friend and go like my music page. So that's why I switched the name on too. So if they go to uh, the website, thenickhickman.com, mm -hmm. they can find your music. They, they'll get news on where you are, yep. hopefully. Uh, I know we're in a, a period right now where things are changing day by day, but uh, also just a little bio and all that good stuff that you're going to find on the website. We urge people to read about you. We want people mm -hmm. to look you up, and we want people to come out and see you. I know I just your fans on, I can... I'm looking at some of the uh, the comments here that they want to see you a whole lot more. I know Beth Ann, she's mm -hmm. Beth, just, you know, like. Are you able to play regularly while you're home there, or is it just hit and miss? Do you have a schedule? I mean, I know you're a frequent old red a lot, but. Yeah, we play. We've, we've been playing a little bit here and there. It just all depends. You know, certain mm -hmm. states, the restrictions are a little bit different mm -hmm. than other states. So it's, it's hit or miss. And a lot of people will we'll wait a week or two to commit because you know you never know all right well next week we had a spike and they're going to bring us back down to this phase or this level or this capacity you know so instead of canceling a show they'll just wait to book it until about a week or two out mm -hmm. so then it's you know so it's just right now it's a crap show yeah if i play, so I play we're focused on this new record we just shot a bunch of music videos um this new record is mm -hmm. I know a lot of people say, well, I love my music. It's good. We've done a good job. But I think the thing for me is I've always looked at this as a business. Mm -hmm. My business is making this business better, making me transcend, give people something that they can't get anywhere else, and growing. And mm -hmm. I think that this record will show growth. And I think that from an unbiased standpoint, it's, 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 it's the best written stuff I've done. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the it's the most unique I've done. It gets back to the roots. It's a little more country than a lot of other stuff. So, God, I can't wait to hear it. We made sure that we got back to the roots of where we wanted Nick Hickman to go. So awesome. So you'll have to promote this album, of course. So my oh, question we heavily. We've got a bunch of stuff I can't talk about. No, that's okay. We'll be looking for it. That's for One sure. Secret. One thing. No. I can't even yeah, get well, one thing out of you. Uh, well, it's not <laughs> well, it's just behind the scene tactical. No, stuff. I, yeah. We've hired I, a marketing team and we've hired some people that are going to be pushing the record on right. a more global and larger scale than 
what yeah. we've done before. Right. Um, so it's just a, a, a more full flown attack. Mm -hmm. Love it. So will you th do you think your life will go back to how it was pre-COVID? Or do you think you'll reset and say, hey, I know I have to travel and do what I have to do to get myself out there. But I also know when I came home, I was so short on time. How do you think your future looks with your changes that have taken place? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I did that for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Your parents probably, you guys. You mm -hmm. work real, real, real hard for retirement and mm -hmm. to get to the point where you don't have to work hard. Anymore, mm -hmm. Right. I put in five to 10 years of just grinding work so I can play 50 shows a year, 60 shows a year. So I, the goal was to never play 200 or plus shows every year. Right. That's right. just where we're at. I needed to do it to make the money to salary my guys and to pay our sources and to fund this, this business and also to have money to do things. Mm -hmm. So I needed to do that. And that's not the goal for the future. That's just a temporary goal. Like work real, real, real hard because people don't know how much work it actually is. To mm -hmm. do. We yeah. imagine it, but we really don't know it. Right. Exactly. Picture, when I come to you guys, right, Syracuse, mm -hmm. it's a 16 hour drive with a van and trailer. Okay. Mm -hmm. When we get there, let's say we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday there, right? We'll leave Nashville at about 10 p.m. on Thursday, get to Syracuse somewhere around 12 or 1. We'll load our stuff into the venue. It takes us a couple hours to set up, load in, sound check. Usually be done around three or four. Go back to the hotel, shower, check in, change, go eat dinner, then come back to the venue and play for three or four hours. Mm -hmm. Shake hands, say hello, pack up another couple hours. Then maybe we get six hours of sleep before we wake up and do the exact same thing the next day, every day. It's crazy. So that's what I mean. It's it's really kind of even though it's temporary, it's still a tough life. That that part of it is very tough on you. And especially knowing that you're gonna be married. Now maybe your fiance can come with you at times, but if she's working and she can't, you guys, you know, it's like you're gonna want to be home, she'll wanna see you. That whole scheduling thing becomes just a whole nother challenge in life. So but when you love what you do. Yeah, you love what there you go. He's got it right. Just go for it. Yeah. So to answer your question in a long roundabout way, mm -hmm. um, yeah, maybe we play a bunch of shows next year, or maybe we don't. I don't know. You don't know. You don't I think know. The new music and the new plan will dictate us which direction we need to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're I mean, looking forward to that. Absolutely. And that's the way it should be. It's gonna dictate mm -hmm. which way you go. So I agree. And uh, and we just we you know, we want the best for you. And we expect to see you on that big stage. And um, you've got the talent, you've got the fans, and your fan base is growing every day. Uh, just uh, we're so glad that you joined us here. I know exactly. And I'm so glad that Deb made the contact to uh, have you on Skip Happens tonight, and along with the Country Music Fan Club, which is, you know, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and the Country Music Fan Club page right now. So it's pretty cool. Um, before we let you go, though, you know, I said I was going to ask some questions. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so, so I mention this all the time before each and every podcast, I put together a list of 25 questions Perfect. and uh, I ask the guest to pick a number between one and 25 and I will uh, ask the question that corresponds with that number. Okay. So go ahead. Between one and 25. 18. 18. What's the scariest thing you've ever done for fun? Yeah. You know, when you ask these questions, I always try to think of myself, put myself in those shoes. And sometimes like this one has me stumped. 
Really? You've never done I mean, something crazy? Well, it, does, it doesn't have any stuff. You're trying to narrow it down. I think, you know, on, on Dollywood, the, the ride that you get in, it takes you all the way up. Yes. And it drops you. Yeah. Uh, that, that's pretty freaky. Okay. All right. That scares the shit out of me. Let me crap. Yeah, okay. Right. I, know. <laughs> I, get yeah. I get it. It scares the shit out of me as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pick another number. Seven. Seven. One thing you avoid at catering. Mm -hmm. Fish. Ah, yeah, we've had a couple. I said sushi. Remember when that yeah. question came up? Fish. Yeah, fish? Well, sushi, fish. Yeah, okay, all right. I, I kind of group all that together. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, I wouldn't do that. All right, let's let's do another one, Nick. Okay. Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Oh, what was your first concert? Ooh, that, uh, in sync. Ah. Really. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Hey, <laughs> why do you think I have this? Uh-oh, here we go. Nothing. Oh, my approval. God. With approval. Dude, that <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> I'm I a huge it. fan. I, Justin's God. If I could be Justin. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I think a lot of people are saying that right about now. That's wow. awesome. Wow. We'll have to get ahead and watch this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it was so cool to be a 12-year-old boy. And, you know, I just started realizing I could sing a little. I'm seeing these yeah. guys flying through rafters on these daggum things hanging out their back and just putting on the show and the dances. I'm like, for me, it was – I'm in an arena with 30,000, 40,000 people, and most of them are girls. I'm getting to that point where I'm hitting puberty. I like girls, and <laughs> right. all the girls like Justin. So I wanted to be Justin to get the girls. <laughs> right. See, there, your brain is was always thinking, even way back then. Well, that's a talent. He's putting his plan together. It's done well. All right, let's do another one, Nick. Let's do it. Uh, 13. Uh, oh. <laughs> you sure you want this one? Do you yeah. know your love language? Oh, dear Lord, no. Oh. All right. All right. Let's pick another one then. We won't go there. <laughs> is that, is that a language redneck? Yeah, right. yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Uh, number four. Oh, I know what the answer to this is going to be. I think. I think. Perfect. What's your most prized possession? My truck. Oh. oh. What kind of truck you got? Uh, Silverado, a black one. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I've had it. I had the Silverado. I've had the Ford. I had the. I've had the Dodge. No, I got old and I have a Ford Explorer. But uh, <laughs> it's wrong. I mean, it's awesome. I love it. It's all blacked out and everything. I love it. So that's my mine too. Black really? rims, black rims. Yeah. Cab, blacked out windows. Everything's just solid black. No I'm kidding. See, it's cool. It's cool. They look sharp. Anything that's blacked out looks sharp. Let's um, do one more, Nick. Oh, okay. Number two. Hmm. Do you like long beard or cleaned up? <laughs> Personally, that's mm -hmm. the question. Uh, probably cleaned up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say he's cleaned up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's got the beard, but it's very clean. I don't like those long beards, even when they are kind of cleaned up. They just, I don't know. I don't know. Not, I'm not, not a beard not guy. Really. Yeah, I'm not a beard guy. If I was to do that right now, it'd be all white. <laughs> no, um, I like his. He's got a good length. Yeah. Well, I'm a little um, bit older, so. Yeah, you are. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I, I just turned 28. 
Perfect. I'm always I'm always busting on him. Yeah, yeah. and Deb's oh. right behind me, so yeah. I'm just Perfect. saying. All right, mm-hmm. and uh, my question to you: What's the name of the podcast? Uh, skip. Look in the upper corner. Skip happens. That's right. Hey, yay! I can't see my phone. It's so small. I couldn't look in the upper corner. Oh, you're on the phone. Okay. Some people go on the computer. Some people go on the phone. You have a good picture for being on the phone, and we didn't have any problems tonight. He's using a phone. That was great. Everything sounds great. Well, we we've set up a separate Wi-Fi in the studio, so it's literally like five. Uh, Perfect. That's probably what it is. Just remember this: if you do this again with Mm -hmm. somebody, and I'm sure you you will be that you're in a perfect spot for that. Well, I need to figure out what you're doing, Skip. I bought an A6400, a Sony, and I got a Sigma 24 one fourth lens. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, it's like movie quality. But trying to get it from the thing to the computer, to the phone, plus also getting good quality audio, like maybe setting up an SM7 like you, mm-hmm. I can't, I ain't figured it out. Well, I use a, um, I mean, I'll, I mean, anybody that's watching this that might be into doing a podcast or have a podcast, I have a Rode Podcaster Pro, a Rodecaster Pro. Um, that's what I'm using. I've got a lot of different, I can play crickets. I can, I can, I have a lot of hot buttons and, uh, okay. Yeah, but I think, aren't you just talking picture or are you talking? I mean, no, I'm going to get there. So then oh. the Shure SM7Bs go into the Roadcaster. The Roadcaster goes into my Mac or it could go into a PC. The program that we're using is called BeLive and the camera that I'm using is plugged right into my computer uh, it's a Canon M50, and uh, a musician like yourself actually turned me on to it because I, I was talking to him one day, and uh, I said, dude, how come you're so clear? How come you look so good? He goes, you got to get a Canon M50. So I went out and bought one. It's just under, under 500 bucks, and I'm not looking back. It's excellent. It's yeah, excellent. Your, your clarity is great. It looks It yeah. is. Very so crisp. that's what I'm using. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm using, and... Um, it's just everything works out great. And I also run a, you know, I have a monitor that I'm actually looking at. Now, I could also look down at my computer, but I watch everything on a monitor that's right by the camera. So oh, that's smart. it is cool. So, you know, I mean, if you're planning on doing anything like this or if I can help you out at all, just drop me a note. And, you know, I'd be more than happy to tell you how I'm doing certain things and making it work. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm so jealous of your studio, dude. I'm just, I'm still, mm-hmm. oh. I'm jealous too, and I'm not even a techie. You know? I love it, man. We've, we've, I can't tell you how many countless nights me and Jeff have spent in here trying to make sure everything's perfect and mm-hmm. dialed in and ran correctly. And it's, I'm just happy it's up and running. <laughs> do you, um, let me ask you real quick with the studio, do you have any like corner wedges to the base? Uh, what do they call those base traps? Do you have any of those in the corner? And bad boys over? Oh, yeah. Okay. I see them. Good, yeah. good. Yep, yep. I got them. We got them in every corner. I figured you would. I didn't see it before. Okay. What do those do? Base traps. It just kind of help with the base response. Right. Oh, okay. The low it's end a, equipment. <laughs> well, it's okay. the sound. It it helps yeah. the sound. It takes a lot of the bass away. That you know. Nice. Cool. nice. All right, Nick Hickman, you've been great, man. It's great chatting with you. We look forward to seeing you uh, hopefully soon back in the uh, Northeast. I got a lot of fans that can't wait to see you again. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we'll get you up here one way or the other. We'll do what we have to do to get Nick Hickman back mm-hmm. here in Central New York and get some shows lined up for you. You know, you know, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you got a lot of friends here. A lot of yes, fans. Yes, you do. So, well, and, I love you guys. Thank you for having me, man. It's, it's been awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, we're going to sign off, but don't click off until 
until afterwards. I want to talk to you after we sign off, but uh, still, thank you for joining us. It's Skip Happens, Nick Hickman. Go to, to thenickhickman.com. Mm -hmm. Find out about everything you want to know about Nick Hickman. And when his new music's coming out and when we can hear it and all the behind the scenes stuff and the surprises that he's not telling us about tonight. Very soon. <laughs> we tried to get it out of him and it didn't. We try. He holds a good secret. Yeah, very businessman. Good businessman. Hey, Nick, peace, brother. It's awesome talking to you. Guys. Thank you very much. You got it. You got it, my friend. Hang on now. Here we go.